0: When people think about climate change, most are quick to blame the burning of fossil fuels, vehicle emissions, and the cutting down of forests. However, what many may not realize is that the buildings in which we live and work are also responsible for climate change. Indeed, almost 40% of global carbon emissions stems from the round-the-clock cooling, heating, lighting, and powering of appliances in buildings. One city that is adversely affected by high levels of energy consumption is the Philippine capital of Manila, which has long been plagued by blackouts as a result of increased pressure on the nation's electricity grid. More recently, the nation has had to contend with the issue of water scarcity due to reduced rainfall in the last few years. Some of these issues, however, can be addressed through the adoption of sustainable real estate solutions. Joining today's eco-business podcast is Oliver Chan, Chief Sustainability Officer of Philippine real estate developer Arthaland, who will speak on the growing sustainable real estate market in the Philippines and why investing in green buildings means future-proofing one's real estate. Thank you for joining today, Oliver. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for having me. All right. So I'm going to jump to the first question right here. So... The Philippines faces its fair share of climate threats from, you know, multiple typhoons each year, flooding, as well as heat waves and extreme temperatures this year in particular. At the same time, the price of electricity in the Philippines is among the highest in Asia and is continuing to increase. This will contribute to increased carbon emissions as well over the next few decades. So how does sustainable real estate play a part in reducing these carbon emissions? Um... I-
1: well, I think sustainable real estate plays a huge role in reducing carbon emissions because the specifications of the projects alone, of the buildings alone, can help reduce energy usage by about 20% at the minimum. Um, what are the specifications that you look for in a real estate development? Number one, for water consumption, we have the rainwater recycling. The rainwater recycling actually catches the rain, recycles it, And it's being used for the building's flushing of the toilets and irrigation of the plants. Those two alone help save about 20 to 30% of water consumption already. Now, let's talk about energy. There's a lot we can do to uh, to save electricity. One is having low E and double glazed or even triple glazed glass. That helps reduce the heat that goes into your building, right? After which you have proper ventilation, that's both that's mechanical, that's air intake and exhaust. And then going towards the type of mechanical equipment, such as air conditioning units that you use, how efficient they are. All of these contribute into energy savings. And that basically gives us the reduced carbon emissions that we're looking for.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. and Century Pacific Tower is the world's first Edge Zero carbon certified building. Can you speak on the significance of this achievement and the lengths the company had to go
1: to to accomplish this? Yeah, I think the, the main significance of this is we're not such a big company. As a real estate company that is quite young, about 15 years, and here in the Philippines, we're not even in the top 5 or 10 in terms of the biggest, right? But if we can do this, right, then others can actually follow If a smaller real estate company can do this, others can now see that it's actually possible to do it. You just have to put your mind into it, focus on what you want to do, and lastly, understand what it's all about. People are always afraid about sustainability because the first thing they think about is the cost. It's too expensive for us to do. But once you understand it and you educate yourself on how to go about it, it actually isn't. You just have to know what you want, have that set goal in mind, and then follow through with it. You know, when we were the first edge zero carbon building to be recognized by IFC in the Philippines, that was about four years ago, 2019. Now, 2023, there are close to 100 edge certified buildings in the Philippines. So that is the significance. People say, seeing that it can be done, and they follow suit. Wow, very, very interesting. That's a that's great influence on your
0: part. You know, would you say, Um, sustainable real estate has increased in popularity in the Philippines over the last decade? Yes. um,
1: Significantly. And I think there are quite a few aspects as to why it increased in popularity. One would be the multinational companies coming into the Philippines. A lot of the multinational companies are coming because of the lower uh, operational expense. You talk about lower rent, Lower cost of living, right? But the thing is, now, if you put in lower energy consumption, right? It adds to the savings and the reasons why as to they can bring in their, their, their companies here in the Philippines. Now that these multinational com- companies are coming in, all these other developers would want to capture that market and make sure that they get these good brands coming in. The biggest brands, Microsoft, Google, all of them are here in the Philippines. All of them are out- outsourcing here in the Philippines. I
0: see. I see. Interesting. Interesting. What is most challenging about making real estate sustainable, though, in the Philippines? For me, it's acceptance.
1: Um, you need a lot of buy-in, not only from within your company, but also external forces. One example, suppliers. I think that's the hardest of all. Um, Not all of them are doing sustainable practices as of today. Not all of them have sustainable products. That is the hardest part when it comes to building projects that are sustainable. It's the acceptance that sustainability in the long run will benefit you even more than just thinking about the financial part today, wherein the cost is more expensive, right? So if people start thinking about 10 years from now, 15 years from now, how would sustainability give me back my money? Then they would realize it's actually the best investment you can do today.
0: I see. I see. Do you see more buyers or tenants seeking to live or invest in sustainable
1: property? A lot, a lot. Um, I think most of them, especially the younger generation, first time home buyers, startup families, all of them believe in sustainability. Right? And that is the majority, let's say, for example, here in the Philippines, the majority of the group, majority of the market. Most of them think that, you know, when I buy my first home, I need it to be my first and my last home. I don't want to be moving from one home to the other. Let's talk about the new families. I mean, I have kids, six, four, and four months old. Number one, I would like to give them an investment that would last a lifetime. More than 30 years, 40 years without the value of the property dropping. You can only do that with a sustainable development. I want it for them to live in. My, my, my six-year-old has asthma, right? So every weekend, I have to take them up north, about a two-hour-and-a-half drive, just to give him some fresh air. Right? So if you talk about a sustainable development where you have good air quality, it's a place that I would love them to stay in right? to raise a family. So those two things alone are quite significant in terms of convincing the market that sustainable features in a project is the way to go.
0: Mm, I see, I see. How do you communicate the value of sustainability, though,
1: to potential buyers or tenants? For us, it's about finding how they can relate to what we're saying. Like the first question, when we were talking about electricity, that has been an ongoing issue here in the Philippines for the past 10 or something years blackouts from time to time due to lack of supply. You're talking about higher electricity, electricity rates. So if you show them in terms of the things that they are experiencing today and how sustainability can help them, that's when they realize, okay, this is the way to go. right? Talk to them about, we're talking about water shortage now here in the Philippines. It's an ongoing matter you see in the newspapers. So when we talk about the features of the building to help them, then that's good.
0: I see, I see. On that note, I mean, there, there still is a need to balance sustainability with affordability as you know, some sustainable features may increase the cost of a property. So how does Land strike a good balance between both in ensuring that its property portfolio is both accessible to buyers and sustainable?
1: Actually, that is one thing that we would want to educate people about. If you understand what sustainability means and what you have to do it's actually not that expensive. You can actually do that. We have a saying in the company, and all of us believe this, sustainability is for everyone. It's not just for the rich and the affluent. It's for everyone. So what did we do? After our our high-end projects, we moved down to the affordable market. So we have a mid-scale project that we just launched, complete with all the sustainable features. And then we tied it up with partnering with the national government. So, we created a financing program for the buyers of these more affordable units. That tie up, for example, here in the Philippines, the interest rate when you mortgage, when you get from the bank, is about 6.5 to 8% annually. And it's only fixed for the first three years. So, if you get a loan for, the, for 15 years, the fourth to the 15th, you, you don't know what's going to happen to your interest rate. With this tie up with the national government, right, it's called Balay Verde. In Filipino, it means green, right? So your project has to be certified sustainable by one of these bodies. And what happens is you get a 15 to 30 year loan with an interest rate of a maximum 4.5%. So the rate is actually 40% cheaper than the banks. You get to afford a sustainable development. So I think understanding and education is key for us to be able to move forward with sustainability. And we're just you know, very, a very small aspect of it as a real estate company. And with these new programs that we're working with, whether it's local government, the national government, our vision of sustainability being available for every class, for everyone, it will get there soon.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Very interesting. So, so Arthurland has pledged to decarbonize 100% of its property portfolio by 2030. How does the company plan on doing that? And what will be the most
1: pressing challenges in the way? I think for us, it's the lack of renewable energy that we can use here in the country. You know, um, right now, we only have a few big suppliers for the renewable energy, and it's off-site renewable energy, right? Um, I remember our project in Cebu was the last one to be able to get that specific allocation for renewable energy. What about the next three, four, five projects? So that's one. Next is technology. I mean, you have the solar panels, which are good for homes, but what about for vertical projects like buildings, right? It's going to be hard to put in wind turbines there. Solar panels will be hard. So I think technology to be able to allow on-site renewable energy is one thing that we really need to make this happen.
0: I see, I see. And how do you see the future of sustainable real estate in the Philippines? And what must sustainable real estate developers focus on in the decades ahead? Well,
1: what I see, and especially now just after the pandemic, everyone is joining the bandwagon. They call it, they they actually call sustainability like a trend. It's not a trend. It's something that when you believe in, You do it not only at work, but also at home, right? If you consider it a trend, then it's just a marketing ploy, right? So so for us, I think all of them will have to focus on, you know, giving what's best for your buyers and investors. Your marketing spiel, when you sell to buyers, you talk about capital appreciation. You talk about them getting the best yield, How are you going to provide that if you don't go sustainable? How will multinational companies go or lease from your property if it's not sustainable? It's already a mandate internationally from their head offices, right? How do you expect to tell a 40-year-old newlywed couple that their kids who aren't even born yet are going to use that specific same unit 15 years from now, when they graduate, 18 years from now, right? So I think for me, it's belief and focus that sustainability is the key and only way to go. So
0: what sort of legacy in sustainable real estate does Land hope to leave behind?
1: For us, it's the legacy for future generations, right? Um, we want to make sure that the projects that we leave behind will be there for future generations to use. That's one. Number two is what I like. Like I just mentioned a while ago, that sustainability can be done in all market segments, whether it's for the rich, the mid-market, or for the unfortunate ones. You know, it's end of the day, sustainability is here for everyone to use and for anyone and everyone to benefit from.
0: That's a great answer. Last question about your role. So as a chief sustainability officer of a real estate company, what about sustainability or sustainable real estate do you feel most strongly or passionate
1: about and why? For me, it's about leaving behind for the future generations. Like what I mentioned earlier, I mean, my kids 15, 20 years from now, being able to live in a, in a world that they have fresh air. They can move around, they can live as long as they want. That is the key ingredient, I think. 20 years from now, I may not be here, but they will be living in a project in a very well-balanced and healthy lifestyle. I think that's one thing which is why I'm pushing sustainability so hard. What you do today leave behind a lot of effects for the future. You may not feel it today, but the future generations, the younger kids will feel it eventually. And it's like you're poisoning them from today on and you don't even realize it because you're probably not gonna be here 30 years from now, but your kids are. So why make it hard for them if we can do it already today and help them out for the future?
0: I see, very, very great answers. Thank you so much again, Oliver, for for sharing your thoughts. And really, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap up?
1: Well, thank you very much, Jeremy, for having me today. For me, it's about education, understanding, and believing in what you think is possible. Sustainability is hard. Sustainability is something that people tend to think that is not possible. As long as you believe in it, as long as you have hope, As long as you understand it and make time to understand it and to educate yourself, then it's very possible. A small real estate company in the Philippines being able to get the first net zero carbon building in the world, that shows that everything is possible as long as you focus on it, as long as you believe in it.
0: Very wise words. Thank you so much again, Oliver.
1: Thank you very much, Jeremy.
0: Thank you. This podcast was hosted by EcoBusiness, Asia's leading media company serving the region's sustainability community. Join the conversation by visiting eco-business.com. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletters. Thank you for listening.